0: alright color. You know, it's not my favorite, but I don't hate yellow. It's my
1: wife's favorite. It has always been, like, my second least favorite color. It's
0: also Cadence's favorite color. Weird. Right? At least it's not green, though. I hate green. Okay. Like, Um, like, like I like... Outside of trees and shit, right? Like, natural green is really cool and all, but... Anything that isn't a tree shouldn't be green. <laughs>
1: you know? Okay. I uh, I disagree. I, I really like green, but uh,
2: mm,
0: but that's fine. What's We're your favorite color? Place. Uh, like for the whole color, just blue, any shade of blue. But there are okay. certain cool, shades cool, of pink cool, cool. that I like more. Okay. Whew.
1: Yeah. If you had said red. Boy, I don't know what would happen.
0: <laughs> is red your least favorite? Yes. Easily.
1: <laughs> Damn. What's wrong with red? Which is fu- which is funny because, at the same time, love Coca-Cola, hate Pepsi. So and yet, you're on the opposite end of the blue.
0: blue-red dichotomy there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But vice versa to that. Really like blue don't like so much the Reds.
0: Is that is, is, is a political That That's a political statement. I don't know. There are some yeah. Reds that I'm a fan of.
1: Hmm. <laughs> As in, like, socialists? Right, communists. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But in in the whole red versus blue thing, red team sucks. It's blue team all the way.
0: Yeah. (sighs) You ready for this? I guess. I'm already recording, so... I mean, so am I.
1: Uh, Oh, good. So I can keep this whole
0: blue-red conversation in (laughs) then. Yeah. (laughs)
1: i I guess um that's gonna be a really weird uh cold opening you know what I never I never remember which one is a cold opening versus a hot opening okay uh, tell
0: me what you think a cold open is
1: well see the thing is I can make an excuse for either one of them it's like a cold opening is when it doesn't have an intro or anything and you just you just go straight into it where versus the hot opening you could say You're coming in hot, so you don't have the whole opening thing.
0: Right. Which one of it is it? (laughs) So my impression has always been that a cold open is basically just like a low-key opening to a thing, right? And it's before any credits or anything comes up, right? Yes. So you haven't seen the title of the movie or the video or whatever that you're watching. We're just straight into Uh the action, and then later we'll see the title or whatever. Yeah. And having looked it up, that is basically what it is. Cool, cool, cool. So I I was saying
1: it correctly. Yeah. I was just also confusing myself literally every time I would reference this. Anyways, three, two, one. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Glowing Weak Point, the show where I quickly try and get back to the format so that I know what to say. I'm your host, John, and with me, as always, Fred!
0: Who? Where? When? Was I replaced? (laughs) This is my show, what?
1: (laughs) No, I've just renamed you.
0: Uh, I don't like Your that. Your new name is <laughs> Your new name is Fred. If you if the you were weirdest. gonna if you were gonna rename me anything, it should have been Shaggy. How dare you? Uh, there's this YouTube you. video actually that I see pop up pretty often. I've never clicked on it, but it's like, who is the uh... Who's the best Scooby Doo character? And Scooby Doo? No. The, the answer is in the uh, title, and why it's Fred. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's yeah, two no. hours long or some shit, and I'm like, I'm not about to click on that.
1: <laughs> it's definitely Scooby-Doo. I it's mean, not. Um, I, uh, the I show is think,
0: named after him. Right. I think Scooby-Doo is actually the weakest link. I think, I think you could easily have a Scooby-Doo show without scooby-doo but you could not call it velma because that show is shit (laughs) no (laughs) no yeah um but not like legitimately i think scooby-doo is there for the kids you know he's he's a fun time when you're like six seven eight but as you get older i think it's easy to see that uh Scooby-Doo's kind of uh, uh, contributing nothing, <laughs> less than nothing, often, L- like, actually, I mean, often, <laughs> often, it's, so he's the,
1: uh, he follows the role of the jester, which is to be a, a bumbling fool who, unbeknownst to himself, solves the problem. Right. It, it's, it's always him actually being the one to catch the people. Um, it might not be Shaggy. him lifting off their, their mask and saying, you know, Oh, it's you, old man Fred. I, I don't know, I just, I, I don't like Fred. Old the, man the, Jenkins. The name Fred just sucks. Yeah, old man Jenkins. Yeah. But it, it's never him lifting off the cap, but it's, it's typically him causing the series of events that leads to the bad guy being tied up or fallen over or trapped under some blocks, in his attempts to get away, he causes these things to happen.
0: Right. And I agree, except that Shaggy is also always there doing it as well. They share the role of the jester, but Shaggy is a far more interesting character.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I think we can agree it's not Fred.
0: (laughs) I mean, my it's favorite... not Daphne. I could make an argument for Daphne. She's the one who gets captured. She doesn't really that often. That's the joke, right? But she doesn't really get captured that often. Mm. Now, she doesn't hold as much of a uh, central role in solving the problems as uh, Velma and Fred do, right? Yeah, uh, where where wherein Velma solves the problem and... Fred takes credit for it. Right. I mean, he... It, a, a lot of this you also have to look past to the original series and into later series for, because the original yeah. series has very flat characterization for all of the characters. Um, Absolutely. But but Daphne tends to be, like, the heart of the group, right? Like, everybody likes Daphne. There is not a single member of the group that would not be like, yeah, Daphne is awesome. And so she ends up kind of holding the group together in ways that none of the others could.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, but if you were to ask me, it's Velma. Velma is the best character in, in Scooby-Doo. Uh, I still stick with Scooby. <laughs> Anyway, you were going to ask me a question. Was I? It's the central question to this whole podcast.
1: Oh. (laughs) You know, sometimes you ask me the question. It
0: doesn't have to be me. But, what was your glowing weak point? Uh, college started this week.
1: Congrats. Yeah. Have you graduated yet?
0: Um, from community college, yes. From, from graduate school, no. (laughs) Ooh. Actually, is is bachelor's it's, graduate? It's not gra- school? No, okay, no, that's master's. Not. Then yeah. I di- I get them all yeah. confused, right? Because like, where where does undergraduate end? Where does graduate begin?
1: Because you graduate is... like
0: three times before you're a graduate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you you graduate from high
1: school and from either associates or bas-
0: bachelors. I mean, you um, can graduate from both associates and bachelors. You, you, you may, which is what um, I'm. They doing. are not. I have my associates. They, they, it is,
1: it is not required. Right. An associate's degree
0: is is. You can its skip own it. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But you essentially get one on the way to a bachelor's anyway, right? Like you just don't necessarily have to. Not apply necessarily. For one. There, there, there are a
1: lot of degrees for which like there is only a bachelor and there is not an associates for that degree right because an associates would be worthless for the degree
0: but you would essentially you you would be able to apply for an associates of just like like an interdisciplinary associates you know yeah just by virtue of taking bachelor's courses yeah yeah
1: um Uh, associates and bachelor are, um, just college, um, grad school is for masters and post-grad is, uh, doctor. Right. Your doctoral education.
0: Well, that's like the PhD stuff, right? Yes. Right. Uh, you can be a doctor without that.
1: Uh, I don't know if you can be a doctor without post-grad education. It's
0: just very different type of post-grad education. It, it would not be the same... Well, it becomes like a three, residency yeah. or whatever, right? But, yes. <clears throat> yeah. Because I'm thinking, like, House M.D., you know, he has a master's uh, of... Yes. Yeah.
1: He's a medical doctor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay
1: anyway yeah
0: Doctor of medicine uh, school started I'm doing good in it uh, the the only issue I'm having is that I haven't gotten all of my textbooks yet but luckily Oof. the one textbook I haven't gotten yet uh, I don't need it until next week so okay hopefully the well, school good. gets it to me by then
1: How do you feel about PDFs PDFs like,
0: yeah. like the, the files? Uh,
1: of of textbooks?
0: Uh, I hate them. Actually. I, I hate reading any PDF and it's mainly yeah. because copy and pasting from that doesn't work well. So I can't like <laughs> easily make notes or anything in a separate document when I'm reading a PDF.
1: Uh, so when you read a physical textbook do you take notes on a computer? Or do you take notes on a
0: uh, I, I, I usually use a notebook. I'm not a big computer person in general, so... Okay, so
1: why would you want to copy-paste it when you can just uh, write it down in your notebook like you normally would?
0: Um, because it becomes an issue when I'm sitting at my desk. I don't think I've ever shown you a picture of my current desk, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's pretty cramped, and there's not really an area to put a notebook. So when I'm reading yeah. uh, uh, on here... Like I would use a Google document or something to take notes on, right? So gotcha. that's that's where it becomes an issue. If I had a physical textbook, I would just sit down at the kitchen table with my notebook and do it like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Because when it comes to uh, this, this is all leading to the point where, when it comes to uh, college textbooks, it's a uh, pirate's life for me. <laughs> i see no i've had too fucking expensive
0: honestly i was hoping that some of them would just be like here's the textbook because that happened my last couple of semesters where they were like here's where you can go online and just find the entire textbook for free right yeah and that didn't happen for any of my classes this semester (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> it's a diff- different. Different university. Yeah. So, okay. most of them were were uh, digital though. Like I could just do the digital rental, which I don't know what the fuck that means. But yeah, you know, it was cheaper yeah. than yeah, getting whatever. the uh, the digital forever. So that there you go. But um, yeah. one of them had to be a physical rental, and the bookstore hasn't yeah. told me they have it ready yet. Yeah. Well, but yeah, I, I'm I'm back in school. I'm feeling good about it, even though I was kind of dreading it in the uh, days leading up to it. Because I was really enjoying my life of just like playing RuneScape and uh-huh, playing RuneScape. Uh- <laughs> and, and that's it. Yes, yeah. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> playing RuneScape, and that is the end of the discussion. Right. I was enjoying my life of doing that, and now I have to, like, actually read shit and write shit, and I, I was kind of like, eh. but I'm back into it now, and it's like, yeah, this is fine. Yeah, learning's nice. I have a class that's film studies, and apparently I'm gonna have to pick a film to watch, like, multiple times over the course of eight weeks. Uh, Alright,
1: I have a suggestion for you.
0: I already know it's gonna be Juno, but go ahead and give me your suggestion. Samurai Cop. No.
1: (laughs) Okay. I have another suggestion for you.
0: Is it Wolf Cop?
1: No. Oh. It's fucking Samurai Cop. Do it, you coward.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, I'm not going to pick a movie I haven't actually seen before, because I don't know if I would be able to stomach watching it multiple times, right? (laughs) I've
1: already seen Samurai Cop multiple times. It's doable.
0: That's you though.
1: <laughs> we are distinct Vine. individuals. Fine. <laughs> I will I will give you a another option, a different
0: option. Is it Wolf Cop? Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> See that one would all would actually be doable for me. I could yes, watch would, Rocky yeah. Horror Picture Show. Multiple times across eight weeks. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But... And it would be good. Every the, time. It would. The problem is, in the first five minutes, it doesn't have... Uh, I think it's Bill Hader saying, <laughs> that ain't no Etch-A-Sketch. <laughs> <laughs> while, yeah. While Elliot Page shakes a fucking pregnancy test.
3: <laughs>
0: Alright, well, I, I I get that
1: <laughs> counterpoint to to backtrack on what I've already said. How many students have done Juno by now? The the professor's gotta be bored of that. I mean, it's a classic movie, it's really good, there's a lot to unpack, it's been done. <laughs> Same is true of Rocky Horror Picture Show. I'm sure many people have done it at this point. I think more people have probably done done Rocky Horror Picture Show.
0: (laughs) I guarantee more people have done Rocky Horror Picture Show than Juno. (laughs) Well, that's why
1: you should do
0: (laughs) Samurai Samurai Cop. Cop. It's perfect. Honestly, the real way to go would be like something completely left field. The Street Fighter movie. (laughs) Uh, Absolutely nobody's done the Street Fighter movie. uh, Let's see. Old French movie.
1: Old French movie? Yeah, you should do a Pierre Feu from oh, 1965. God. The,
0: oh, there's this French horror movie where, oh god, it's it's fucking disgusting. Um, Diabolique? No. Yeah, it's called It's called Inside, right? Alright, so Inside is about a pregnant woman who survived a car accident. And and uh, <sighs> a few months later she's like on the verge of giving giving birth uh, her hu- her husband or her boyfriend or whatever died in in the in the accident um okay. and then suddenly she's being stalked by a woman and it's it's just this woman gets into her house and she's trying to cut the baby out of her and and in oh. the process of this like her boss comes over The woman kills the boss. Cops show up at one point. The woman murders the cops. And it's just like, like horrifically gruesome. Just like, like terrible fucking shit. Um, and then the, the the pregnant, the main character sets fire to this woman, right? And her face gets horrendously burned, but then... She somehow survives and wins and murders this is the pregnant. Shitty movie. No, it's it's very good, but it's it's disgusting. I I
1: skipped to the end, where cops going to be cops, um, confuses uh, Sarah with her attacker and beats her in the stomach with his club, forcing her water to break. Yes, and the attacker kills the officer and Sarah is giving birth now and the baby is stuck. Uh-huh. And so Sarah pleads for the home invading stalker to perform a cesarean on her with scissors uh, to save the infant. And That's not Sarah
0: really what process. happens. That's not really what happens. She doesn't plead with her. Um, she just kind of comes over with scissors and does it apropos of nothing. Uh, and murders her while stealing the baby.
1: Yeah, it's not what the Wikipedia says. Uh, the Wikipedia is wrong.
0: It also might be talking about the English version of the movie, which is is a different thing. Uh, I don't know. I mean, this is a l'interieur. I don't know. Uh, now that I'm remembering that movie, I w- I'm not going to do that either. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, anyway yeah,
1: this is the original two thousand seven, not the twenty sixteen.
0: Okay. Yeah, they're they're describing what happens wrong, but that's fine. John, what's your glowing weak point?
1: Uh I went to a sports game.
0: Sports? What, yeah. What, what kind of ball did they throw?
1: Uh there wasn't much throwing of the ball. Oh shit, was it, was, was it f- football? It was it was football. That's right. <laughs> uh it was Atlanta United versus um Tennessee something or other.
0: Is the Atlanta team uh, any good? Yes, yeah. Okay.
1: Uh in our our first season where they existed, they won. Like they they, they they won the uh, tournament. Oh, nice! Yeah, came in first. Yeah, they are—they're in fact quite good.
0: Good job, boys.
1: Um, yeah. Um, trying to see. I'm trying to remember what the
0: it was Nashville. Is the Nashville team Nash- any good? No. Oh, so uh, this was like a. The, the the outcome was determined here before they set foot on the the turf, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Nashville Soccer Club versus Alane United Football Club. Um yeah, uh
0: <laughs> We won. Of four course. to zero. Wow. <laughs> which yeah. That's <laughs> devastating in, in that football.
3: Is, he, he yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, we, we were there for, like, it was,
1: like, the first point. We're like, yeah, 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 first point before halftime. Awesome, that's great. Like, you know, we, we've we've basically... Already this game is more exciting than 50% of all games in football. Right. Um,
0: <laughs> Which can <laughs> end in, in
1: some, zero to zero. <laughs> yes. We did actually... Uh, <laughs> points were made by anyone. <laughs> it is more exciting than most games. Right. Also... The uh, stadium goes fucking wild for it. I mean, like this is this is on the heels of us having gone to uh, uh, a Braves game earlier this year. Uh-huh. Um, or, uh huh. It was it was a Padres game at the Braves Stadium with the Braves there. But I'm sorry, yeah, a, it was Padres a Padres game? game. No, <laughs> no, no. That's fun too. <laughs> um, no, it was it was, a, it was a San Diego Padres game that took place at. at the Atlanta Braves stadium with the Atlanta Braves, but it was a Padres game. Um, and you know, they, they make a a pretty big to do about the the Braves uh, scoring a a run. You know, there's, there's fireworks and the announcer gets all excited and there's cheering in the stadium has nothing on soccer. (laughs) Every time we scored a goal, uh huh. Fucking flames shooting up! What? Uh, there's there's a full train horn.
0: People like, brought like, pyrotechnics. Like,
1: like like big old choo choo train <laughs> filling the stadium horn. Um. There's like the the music gets all loud, but it doesn't matter because the voices yelling out are even louder. <laughs>
0: It's intense. God, who knew America had football hooligans? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, and, and also there's things like uh, we went to the, the, the Padres game and uh, Kristen was able to bring like knitting and stuff and, and was able to do that during the, the downtime. And yeah, they, they are very careful about you bringing in anything to uh, the soccer stadium because uh, soccer fans get violent. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you can't bring in anything that could be considered a weapon uh, or used to make a weapon. Or if you look sideways at it might be considered a weapon.
0: What do you mean? This is America. I should be able to bring my submachine gun. <laughs> I don't doubt there was one there that someone got in somehow. But... <laughs>
1: It was intense, and uh, we whooped their asses, so that was a lot of fun. Nice. Um, drank a lot of uh, expensive beer. It was Blue Moon, so uh, really dirt cheap, awful beer, but <laughs> we drank it.
0: Should have been Pabst Blue Ribbon.
1: Uh, they, we couldn't find PBR. Wow. Yeah, that typically that would be our go-to because like PBR is incredibly cheap but still quite drinkable It's no uh Miller of <laughs> course Miller
0: High Life
1: <laughs> Yeah Oh uh, well uh, I don't know High Life isn't drunk much over here it's it's Miller Light
0: Ugh <laughs> Who the fuck drinks a light beer? Get out. I don't I, It's like I,
1: what if I could drink my beer and get drunk, but I didn't have to taste anything good.
0: That's <laughs> what if that's I kind uh, of, you know how all beers have that like piss aftertaste. What if that was just yeah, the we, taste, <laughs> <laughs> but if it wasn't the aftertaste,
1: it was just the full taste. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's a light beer.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I don't disagree. Um, but yeah, it was it was fun. We we got some uh some brats and some hot wings and and enjoyed our time there and we won and it was good. Awesome. Yeah. Very much enjoyed it. Glad you had a good time. Uh-huh. And also, it was surprisingly inexpensive. It was 20 bucks a seat. Oh. So that is like, very cheap. Yeah. Now, parking was a pain in the fucking ass. Yeah. Because it's downtown Atlanta. Right. But, the tickets themselves were not bad.
2: Okay.
1: But yeah, um, that's, yeah, that's that. So, um, half an hour in, let's get on to the rest of the,
0: the, the beginning of the podcast. Why are we like this? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, really, really, it's its own segment. Is uh, shooting shit in the
0: beginning, right? <laughs> this is this is technically a four segment podcast. And yeah, we just pretend yeah. that it's three. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. All right. Well, this is episode four of season eight. Yes. So uh, let's uh, let's talk about the games we've played. Awesome. You have a few more than me.
0: Right. Uh, most of so, these I don't have much to say about. Let's let's get through two of those then. Alright, Cabal Online is an MMO that I used to play when I was like 12, 13, 14. I, I put a ton of time into this game in that period between when I played RuneScape and when I played everything else. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It was in that intermediary period, right? Um, gotcha. Yeah. And it had a really cool story, I remember. Uh, and it had this the uh, inventory system where you had to like like keep track of what you had in your inventory, right? Because if you picked up a great sword, it took up eight spots in your inventory. Oh. If, yeah, if you picked up a helm, it took four spots in your inventory. It was one of those kinds of games, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I loved those styles of games. Uh, yeah, I used to love those too. So I was like talking to uh some, some you know, RuneScape clan members, right? And, and we were talking about old MMOs that we used to play, and I was reminded of this one. And so I went back and I started a a character in there and, uh, the game is still kind of there. (laughs) So it has this really cool skill system where, uh, as you level, up not your character, but like your honor points or whatever, you gain more skill slots in order to learn more skills. Um, and then you can level up the skills as well by uh, using using points on them um, okay and so that's still there and that's still cool the problem yeah. was everything else <laughs> uh, okay I don't remember the story being written so flatly or with so many spelling and grammatical errors but they're definitely <laughs> <those>? there today <laughs> yeah and it's real rough to read sometimes um, and the inventory system has been simplified to where everything just takes up one spot and, and you can well, tell that's lame. you can tell that they changed it And they changed it half-assed because some of the items like the greatsword and some like outfits and shit don't fully fit inside of one of the, uh, one of the spots. They kind of overflow into other, other areas. So they just took the original size and kind of like shrunk it. Like, it's the same model or whatever, right? And they just shrunk it to what they wanted it to be, but they didn't even, like, match it correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was disappointing. Um, I'll probably continue going back to it just to see what it's like. Once you hit, like, level 52, you get to join, like, a nation. And then, with the big selling point of the game... Is there's these like nation wars, right? And you can participate oh, okay. in those after level fifty two. So I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna try and get to that point and see see how the PvP is still now. You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. that'd be cool. <clears throat> okay. Next, uh, <clears throat> the next one is Among Us. Uh, I've been playing <laughs> this again with the RuneScape clan members, um, and it's still really good. Uh, they've done a lot with it since, you know, 2020 when it blew up. Um, there's now, there's different roles you can take in the game itself. Uh, not really take, but are given to you. So, imposters can shapeshift into other crew members. So, oh, if you see Glenn murder you, right, it's not necessarily... 100% that it was Glenn who killed you. It could have been wombat shapeshifted into Glenn. Yeah, yeah A- and if other people see dirty. the murder murder that can like, like get uh, the wrong person evicted, right mm-hmm. yeah so th- that's fun. Um, on the crew member side, you can be an engineer. And engineers can use vents to move around. Ooh. Yeah. So now. But when if you someone s-
1: sees you popping out of a vent.
0: Then you better claim engineer the first mm-hmm. meeting that you get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You better. <laughs> um, and then there's a scientist role where you can check vitals at any time. So so you can like open it up and see like oh somebody died and you don't have to be in the admin room to do that or whatever. Yeah. Uh and then finally after after you die, there's a chance of you becoming a guardian angel and you can follow people around and give the okay. give crew members like a 10 second or 5 second shield. I don't remember how long it lasts. But, but, like, a short shield to protect them from uh, being murdered by the imposter. That's nice. Yeah. Um, and that's really the only way the game itself has changed. They've also <laughs> added ways to, like, uh, get new cosmetics. So as you play the game, you're awarded, like, beans. And you can use the beans to purchase new cosmetics. Um... And then there's also okay. like cosmic cubes, which you can activate, and then you gain like experience on the cosmic cube, which you can use to purchase uh, cosmetics only in that thing. So it's a it's a yeah, little fun good. way to reward you like actually playing. Mm-hmm. Um, they've also okay. added a small cash store, which I don't really like, and I'm not going to interact with. But yeah, that's good. <laughs> That's those two Uh, games. So tell me how your time... Did you beat Ultima 1? I did. Okay. I I, I did, in fact. Uh, How was it?
1: uh, If I got this game when it was released in 1971 or something... I don't think
0: it's uh, that old.
1: 81. 1981. Right. um, uh, if I got this game when it was released in 1981, I would probably play this game five or six more times.
0: Damn, <laughs> that least.
1: good. Yeah, no this this game is fascinating. Here's here's the proof that I won. Um, thou art victorious.
0: <laughs> oh, you a eh. picture in general? Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice.
0: Uh
1: huh. I defeated the uh the evil um sorcerer Mundane.
0: Mundane.
1: Um, uh-huh, Mundane. And uh yes, and returned the the lands of Lord British to their uh their uh peaceful state. Uh you might remember Lord British from another game we talked about. Um it does sound familiar because at one point we talked about Akalabeth, the World of Doom, and that was the original to that. That was that was like the prequel. It's not technically Ultima, but um, it, it is. It's related. <laughs> yeah, I mean the main character, or the not even the main character, the the. Leader of the the thing is uh, Lord British, and you go underneath Lord British's castle to the dungeons of Akalabeth underneath. Um, I see. Yeah, uh, Ultima is whack. Oh, okay. because it is your typical sword and sorcery. I mean. You start out with a dagger, you can level you know, you can you can buy better weapons like a mace or an axe or a sword or a great sword or bow and arrows are actually one of the best weapons because range is just good. Um uh, yeah. Things like that. Um and, you know, you, you go talk to the king, you get a quest from him, you go into the dungeon, you fight against spiders and uh liches and rats and bats and zombies and gelatinous cubes.
0: We love gelatinous cubes. Oh, Every yeah, game yeah. needs a gelatinous cube.
1: And uh we love that they're dicks and they sometimes just dissolve your armor like yeah. pieces of shit.
0: It's so good. We all love that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um Definitely don't have the nightmares of that from when I played Dungeons & Dragons online. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But then, uh, flip side of this,
1: um, when you are... uh, Once you reach level three, um, levels... The only thing levels do is they... uh, grant you the access to purchase certain things like there are certain things that just aren't available in stores until you level up Um, but they also increase the number and difficulty of enemies on the world map ah so So you don't really want to level yeah yeah Um, but uh, you really do want to get to at least level 3 because at level 3 everything gets unlocked and you get the best armor, which is reflect armor. And you get the best. Uh, well, you can you can buy the the bone arrow, which is the best weapon that's sold. But you can also buy um, transportation, so you can you can just walk throughout the the lands of Lord British, which is where you start. And there's a there's a couple castles and uh, like eight different cities and like twelve different dungeons. Oh, by the way. Dungeons are randomly generated, uh, when the game starts. Oh. So, uh, yeah, the, the layout is, uh, unique to your game. Now, there are certain things. It's always a, like, it's an 8x8 grid, and it is a, um, uh, they're the, the, The ladders up and down are always in the same spots. Okay. Um, but there's, like, walls are in different places, uh, uh, doors are in different places, hidden doors, um, random barriers that just block your path. So, you have to actually draw your own maps. Oh. So, I, I got a, I, I... I found a a simple guide and I um, printed it out so that I could do it. I actually did hand draw my first two floors uh, on on just uh, grid paper, but then I found this to make it easier. Um, And uh, you can see that I only uh, charted down to level three because I cheesed it the rest of the way. Oh, yeah? You don't actually have to go very far into the dungeon to get, um, like, the, the benefits. Um, I'm just gonna take a lot of time talking about this because it's the game I talked about, or I, I worked on the most, and right. we talked about me playing this. Um, every time you go into the dungeon, um, well, okay, you're moving around on the overworld, uh, that uses up food, and you could buy food in town, um, but every time you get hit and hurt, you lose hit points. You can buy more hit points from the king, but it, that's costly. What's better is to go into a dungeon, which does not cost you food once you're in there, and you kill things. And then when you leave the dungeon, it gives you an amount of hit points based off of how deep you went and how many things you killed while you were in there. Huh. So usually it's more than when what you went in with. Like, it's more than what you lost while you were there. Right. So you go in with, like, the 200 or something you start with, and you leave with another 200. And then you keep doing that, and I finished the game with, like, 1,400-plus health. Nice. Um, and that's even with fighting the final boss. <laughs> that that whole thing. Uh, I had something like 5,000 health at one point. Um,
0: and then you lost it all to the final boss?
1: Lost a lot of it, yeah. yeah. Um, but... There's a, uh... You, you don't have to go very far into the dungeon to get the, you know, a significant reward from, from exiting it. You, you, you go in there for three reasons. One, to get more hit points by exiting it. Uh, two, to get the money for killing things and opening chests and coffins, whatever. And three... Um, Four of the... One castle on each of the four continents gives you a quest to go into a certain level of the dungeon and kill a certain type of enemy. So, um... There are specific enemies that are on floors. One, two. Then other enemies on three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Um... So... Uh, first one is, uh, on level three or four, and it's the gelatinous cube. And then, after that, five and six, you have to kill a carrion creeper. It's like a type of spider-ish thingy. Uh, seven and eight, you have to kill a lich. And nine and ten, you have to kill a balron.
0: A balron.
1: Yes, a balron. Okay. Um, So, uh, I got down to level 3, I mapped through that, I killed the gelatinous cube, I exited, uh, and then at at this point, I had so much money that I went to the store, and you can buy spells. There are, you can can bait at... There are different genders, which functionally don't matter in this game, but it matters for later games. Uh, There's different races, which each one gives you a bonus to some stats and there's different classes which also just give a bonus to certain stats um except the wizard also has the ability to get all of the spells everyone else can purchase whatever spells they want except for the wizard specific ones the wizard is the only one that has a unique thing and thus you're an idiot for not choosing the wizard (laughs) (laughs) So one of the spells is uh, ladder up and ladder down, which just magically creates a ladder up and down in front of you into, you know, to wow. the next part of the dungeon. So That's just hacking.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. So I basically, I went into the dungeon, I walked one step ahead, and then I just made a ladder down, and then made a ladder down, and then made a ladder down, and then made, and then I was on the last floor, and I killed the enemies I needed to, and I laddered back up. <laughs> wow. So, so you'll notice on my uh, my <laughs> map there, I did not map beyond level three because <laughs> there was a, no need to. There is absolutely no need to. Um, I did have to move around a bit on each one of those levels, so it, it's it wasn't like it was a straight ladder down, a straight ladder up. I did have to uh, find my way back once I laddered back to level one, but. I had that mapped, and also was godlike at that point. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, each each one of those quests gives you a gem, and uh, you need this for the final uh, to to get to the final boss. Um, the other castle on each place gives you a quest to go to a specific signpost. There's two signposts on each continent. And when you visit it, it gives you plus 10% to a particular stat. Uh, So you start out with, I had like 10 intelligence. When I go there, it gives me one intelligence because it is 10% of what I currently have. Right. Which is really frustrating (laughs) because that takes a lot of visits to go. Yeah, I mean it gets it gets easier as you go on in that like eventually you start getting nine and and so when you have ninety um, stats, but ninety nine is the cap, so the last two rounds are really fast and that's it. Um, but that's why it doesn't matter what class you pick to start because you just visit all the stat, the the signposts after you get to that point and you unlock like you you ninety nine all of your stats. Ah, um, yeah. Um, and then visiting the castle gives you the extra strength. That's the only way to get strength. Um, so pick that, that has it reversed. Uh, it's ten percent of what you don't have. What? So it starts out real fast. Of you getting like, man, I got nine points of strength this time, and then it gets to the end, and you're like, I'm getting one. This <laughs> <Maybe>. sucks. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I did cap all of my stats. Um, there is one signpost that gives you nothing. And there's another signpost that gives you the neck, the lowest, or the, the most powerful, um, no, it gives you the, the least powerful weapon you don't currently own. So, if you keep going back to it, each time you go back to it, it gives you the next most powerful weapon. All the way up, and this is the part where you're going to love, through pistol, light sword, phaser, and blaster. Oh, what?
0: And, uh, yeah, by the way, um...
1: I thought this was a sword and
0: sorcery game.
1: the, The starting transportations are, you know, horse, um, uh... Boat, uh, a frigate that, that gives you like more more attacking power as you're sailing through the seas. Uh, it also takes us so that when you're moving in the world, it you can move further before it takes food. Um, and then uh, the best one you can get is air car, which looks like a fucking land speeder from what? Star Wars, and it flies over uh, land and water, but not not mountains or or trees. So. There's there's some trouble there, but uh, yeah, it, it also goes the fastest. So
0: I mean, to be fair, the yeah. speeders in Star Wars also had problems with trees. Stormtroopers yeah. learned yeah. that pretty quickly. <laughs> so you
1: you you get on your air car, you travel around all these things so that you can get your your light sword and blaster, um, and then once you've gathered all these things, uh, you. You, you can learn by going to the pubs there's a pub in every town and if you go and talk to like buy it by a drink at the pub then um, the bartender will sometimes tell you a story and after doing this a bunch you can you can find out what you need to know which is that the evil sorcerer mundane is invincible he's literally invincible. he created a gym that is now unbreakable that makes him also unbreakable. So he's just literally unbeatable. The only way that you could beat him is by maybe going back in time. (laughs) I'm sorry? And uh, only a space ace would be able to convince a princess to tell you where the uh, time machine is. So, yes. uh, Once you've Defeated, uh, all the dungeons and leveled yourself up as much as you can. Then you go and you buy a fucking space shuttle, <laughs> blast off into space, dock at a, um, space station, which, by the way, uh, has to be pixel perfect. What? <laughs> the, the space station has a little, um, like like a little sea thing and you have to fit your nose into the sea it is literally pixel perfect and you have to just like bzz, nope nope too far turn around bzz, nope nope still too far like <laughs> until you are exactly right to fit into the space uh, station. yes that is terrible and then uh you can pick one of the other ships Hyper jump your way to another star system and then uh fight the what look like TIE fighters uh in a first person cockpit view where you are tracking them and it does track them. Like like if they get to the end like you you try and like lead with your cursor so that uh and I don't mean mouse cursor, the entire game is WASD and uh uh keyboard for like F to fire, H to hyper jump. Uh, K to climb, um, A to attack. Yeah.
0: So like like your dragon quest became doctor who three quarters of the way through the game.
1: (laughs) And, uh,
0: yeah, you do that.
1: And, uh, once you kill 20 of these, uh, ships, uh, throughout the different, uh, solar systems that you are flying through, uh, which if you get hurt too bad by them, you have to go back and redock and pick a different ship. Which costs uh, 500 gold every time, which is an enormous amount of money. Yeah, terrible. I, th- I, th- I think the most I ever had was 2,000, and that was before I went uh, to, to space, because I knew I would need lots of money. Um, yeah, uh, so you, you're up there. You kill Once you kill 20 of them, you are a space ace. You get to go back to the castle... You kill a jester who's holding a key. You can go and let the princess out because she's locked up. Safely get her out of the castle while fighting off the guards there. And she tells you where the time machine is. And you go and you put in all the four gems that you had. And take a trip through time to go back to when Mondain was crafting his orb. You crush it. You kill him. You win. Okay it's a wild ride and it was genuinely enjoyable there there's so many different facets of the game like like there's i i think of it as like there's four different sections of the game like the first segment is you going into the dungeon and just getting enough money and levels so where you can go and actually like start boosting your stats right. second level is just it's just all on the um the overworld. The dungeon, by the way, I it, it looks like the the map I sent you is a top-down map. When you are in the dungeon, it is first person. Oh. And there are like you, you are moving through the dungeon first person, fighting enemies that appear before you. They like approach you, you can dungeon see ahead of you to style. like Yes. It is a completely different thing. Like there there's so many parts of this that are just a completely different thing. Because, like, you you start out right next to a castle. You go in the castle, and it's still top-down. And you, you're just still moving around top-down. You exit. You can fight enemies on the overworld, whatever. You go in the town. It's still top-down. Uh, and then you go in the dungeon, and you're like, oh, this is different. <laughs> and then you, um... Uh like once once you're you're done in the dungeon you you travel throughout the overworld visiting all the signposts you can't visit the same one twice in a row obviously because then you would just sit there and keep pressing e to enter and 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 get all your sets to high so you have to like bounce back and forth between them and uh and also you need to visit the the castles to talk to the kings to uh uh, you know, obtain the quest to visit specific signposts so that you can go get your strength from them. Um, yeah, it's a whole thing. In it, that that part of the game a little grindy. That wasn't the most fun. It was exciting, like exploring and seeing things. Um, and it is fun riding around in the air car and killing uh, Hydras and dragon turtles and Ness monster. Which is definitely just the Loch Ness monster, right? Um, uh, giant squids, uh, knights, and orcs, and wandering necromancers, and um. And then once you're done fitting filling all your stats, then it's the space game, <laughs> which again, completely different game, right? And then you rescue a princess, get your orbs, and fight the the, the final boss. It was an incredibly enjoyable game. I um, hated the fact that I died twice to uh, just delving into a dungeon and then not paying attention to my health, and then it was just like, oh shit, I am too far down and uh, I cannot do not turn have enough back. To get back up,
2: yeah, yeah,
1: and and then I just died. Um, and I definitely forgot to save a lot. Oops. So, <laughs> uh, the the worst was when I uh had gotten halfway through a dungeon. I had l- maxed out all of my stats, and then it was storming, and the power flickered. And uh, I, I'm an idiot and don't have my computer hooked up to a uh, UPS, so I, I I lost power and all the progress because I hadn't saved.
0: Damn.
1: Yeah. That does suck. Yeah. Well, that was Ultima. I would gladly play it again, but also there are, like, seven more of them, so I I probably won't. Tell me about uh, one of your games, now that I've uh, monopolized half an hour.
0: Okay, yeah, we need to start moving quicker, (laughs) because we're using a lot of time on games. Um, (laughs) Just tell me which one you want to hear about. Planescape Torment. Okay, Planescape Torment is a really fucking cool game that is, like, kind of not really a game. It's basically like if a CRPG were a visual novel. Um, The combat is there, but it's almost entirely secondary. Like, Like, except for side quests... I can just run past all of the enemies that I'm asked to fight. I don't need to complete all of these side quests, right? I'm choosing yeah. to do so, but I can just run past them. Um, and yeah. when, when you do fight, it's kind of just like a super basic combat system where you wail on each other until one side falls over. Yeah. But that's fine because the story is so interesting. Okay, because you you start the game and you were wheeled into a mortuary as a corpse. Okay, that's how you start. King, king.
1: Yeah, Kena's of Amalur style. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah,
0: yeah. So 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 you were wheeled in as a corpse. You wake up. You have none of your memories. Um, and then a <coughs> floating skull approaches you and and joins your party, and now you have to escape the mortuary and in order to escape the mortuary you have to speak to the ghost of somebody who was like traveled with you before you died a- and she was like like in love with you so she will help you basically no matter what you say like okay like whether you're nice to her whether you're a complete dick to her she will she will help you um And then you get out and now, now you're in a place called the hive, which is just like the slums of a city without a plane. I, I I think it's like the place where all the planes meet is what I'm getting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like (coughs) portals will just pop up in the middle of town, um, that lead to completely other realms Depending okay. depending on, like, whether you have the key for it or not, like, so, one portal that I found, ju- if you just have a bit of junk on you and you use it in the place where the portal is, the portal opens up. Just, just a random piece of junk is the key to that particular <laughs> one. Okay. <laughs> That's easy. Yeah. And, and, like, the part of the story I'm on right now uh, the guy who wheeled me into the mortuary stole shit from my dead body. And so I need to go talk to him to get it back. Yeah. Yeah. So so he's past that portal with the that is opened by junk. Um, and I got down to him and he's like, there's this orb that I need and it smells like rotting eggs. Go get it for me. <laughs> Gross And where do you go to go get it? The catacombs Of course Where ghouls and bats Are attacking you But I easily okay. spent what? How much time do I have in this game So far <laughs> um, I easily spent Seven hours getting to that point Just Wow just exploring the town, I helped a woman who got trapped in the uh, in this town 30 years before by wandering into a portal. I found a person who could like control the planes and help lead her back to her home.
3: Yeah. that's
0: like, cool. Yeah. Um, I walked into a bar that is warmed by the heat of a man who is eternally on fire.
1: Oh, that's unfortunate.
0: Yeah, <laughs> his girlfriend that's, that's s- very sits, s- sits beside him at the entrance to the bar, explaining who he is. <laughs> uh, that's also uh. where I found my next party member, who is is, is a Gethzirai or some shit. Is basically like an elf. Um, okay, like a an old bald elf. Uh, who I don't really know his whole deal yet except that he has a sword that changes depending on how he feels.
3: Huh.
0: Yeah. And also, I'm getting the idea that a lot of these people I'm running into, both party members and just regular people, have met me before. Some of them explicitly say they have, and then others, the way they act just kind of like imply that they've met me before. Mm-hmm. A- and sometimes, it seems like they liked me, and other times, very much not. Yeah. So, the the whole game is basically about finding out who I was. That's pretty cool. Yeah, a,
1: it sounds like a fun game.
0: Yeah, it's a very cool uh, narrative game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. All right. <clears throat> All right. Well, I've been
1: playing um, Idle Skilling for nine months now. I think. Yep, I see and, it pop uh, up
0: on Steam every now and then. Case and yeah, more is the, playing.
1: <laughs> the, yeah, the initial reason why I started playing it was because it had a. Uh, crossover event with Idolon the other game by the same developer where if you reached certain points in idle Skilling you got things in Idolon right and uh
0: i assume that's I over have, by now
1: i no no i mean it's i don't think it'll ever be over because uh, th- there's no reason to end it okay um but you have I have been. now beaten that. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have now beaten that. I am at the point where I have reached the final enemy that can be fought. Um uh I uh yeah. I am I I can instantly craft every single item when I like after restarting. <laughs> like after completely resetting everything, I can still instantly uh buy everything. Um there's there's very little that I haven't beaten. So there's um I I have yet to get all of the different types of pets. Only because the one pet I'm missing requires me to be good at basketball in game. What? And I'm I'm not good at basketball in this game, so I, I it's a it's a mini game that you can play once a day. And um and I'm I'm not good at it. I have it's to not get like Wii sports six...
0: basketball, is what you're saying. No,
1: no. Um, and I, I have to get sixty points and I think my best is like nine. So um, we can
0: just write that one off. We can we can move past I,
1: it. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm working on getting my wife to, to, to play it for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, cheating, John no no it's not <laughs> um, there's some things in the uh, the spelunking that I haven't uh, finished um, so working working slowly at that uh, not really pushing too hard because it doesn't matter uh, <laughs> and I, I'm still trying to hit level 400 with um, my laboratory work with with the pets. Um, I'm level 374, and I might have screwed myself up because it it's, gets exponentially harder, and I might have tried doing something too soon. But, YOLO. Yep. Um, so yeah, uh, this is probably the last time I'll talk about idle skilling because the uh, impetus like, was me doing the Eidolon stuff, and I, I did. I still don't play Eidolon um, anymore. <laughs> but I I did do this. <laughs> now you have
0: all the stuff when you go back to it.
1: Yep. If I do.
0: So, yeah. That That's, that's that. Tell me okay. about Littlewood. Okay, I didn't play as much of this as I would have liked to. Um, but I played it in Early Access like a while back for like 25 hours. So it's basically a it looks kind of like Stardew Valley, right? But it's it's like a town management game. Um you were the hero okay. that defeated the dark lord and you woke up 3 days later in a destroyed town and you have no memories that you were the hero who defeated the dark lord. Uh oh that one. Yeah. So you set out to uh, rebuild the town, and as you rebuild, people come. And you build houses for them, and they'll ask for certain uh, amenities and such, and you build that, and it's th- that's the core loop. You you go out to like the caverns and the forest to get wood and stone in order to build better things. You uh, spend money to increase the stock of the general store or like get more logs at the lumber mill. and yeah, that's the, that's the game. Um, you can make friends with all of the different townspeople, some of whom knew you before and some of whom are just new people to you. Uh, my favorite so far of the ones that I've gotten in my newest playthrough, is really just the uh, first one who's, who's there at the beginning. Willow, who's like the uh, romantic interest, clearly, before, you know, you lost all your memories. Like, she clearly yeah. had a thing for you. Um, and I just recently got to the point where you can build a desk in their houses, and at the desk, it'll tell you, like, the different kinds of things they want. So they'll be like, I want to be within 16 tiles of the general store or in my house I want like dainty carpeting. And okay. you you can do that for them and it makes them happier and it rewards you with m- more money. So Okay. Yeah. It's a really fun simple game that that hits that like chill Stardew vibes. Except I think That's it good. does a better job with the uh, the day-night system. Because in Stardew Valley, sometimes it can feel like you're in a race against the clock, right? In order yes. to get everything you, you need done. Um, in Littlewood, the clock only advances as you do things. So, like, if you're just running around town, the clock doesn't advance. But once you pick up gotcha. some weeds or you chop down a tree, the clock starts to advance. So it it just allows you to manage your time a little bit easier that way, I think. Does it does it only advance while you are
1: chopping down the tree or does it like
0: Yeah, it's basically now, like now a stamina going. meter, but it's tied to the day night cycle. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, when you're like three quarters <coughs> of the way through your stamina meter, it'll like turn to nighttime. Okay. Yeah. So, it's pretty cool. I like it a lot. And I'll play more going forward. I just... I got real busy with school and had to cram time in for it yeah. at the end. <laughs> yeah. I understand. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um... oh, r- wait, real quick. I'll knock out RuneScape as well. Uh, RuneScape, I'm still... I'm working on getting all of my levels for the the uh, achievement cape in in RuneScape the the recent thing that i did was i got to level 88 smithing which allows me to boost for all of the things that i need smithing for um mm-hmm. and the the next the next thing on the uh plate is rune runecrafting so that's gonna be real slow <laughs> <laughs> yep it's a pretty slow skill, but if I get it up five more levels, then I can do the first elite achievement diary. So that'll be real cool. Okay. Yep. Um. <clears throat> so
1: uh, I played Jill of the Jungle. Hell yeah! I think we, I think we talked about it last
0: week. Yeah, I named the last episode John of the Jungle.
1: Yeah. So, uh, it it was free on, uh, GOG, so I, I, I got it. Okay. And, uh, it's a, a surprisingly tight platformer. Um, Oh. It's not, not as good as Mario. It's, it's not that good. Uh, but before it's time, it's, it's actually a pretty good, uh, platformer. Okay. Um, and it's, you got, like... You pick up weapons and you throw daggers at people and... Or not people, uh, random flying monsters. It's it's a jungle after all. Um, you pick up apples to heal and, um, go through little hidden things in the ground. And, uh, it, it, was, it was pretty fun. Um, and then randomly it showed me a news bulletin, um, <laughs> that is very weird. Uh, uh, <laughs> I've been sent so the something. news, News bulletin. Another superhero retires. Washington UPI. Yet another computer game hero has fallen victim to an immense unstoppable force known as epic. What? Because, you know, you know who made this. It was yeah. epic. Yeah. The the young superhero B Blaze yesterday announced his retirement at age 13. I just can't compete with those cool epic heroes," said Blaze. "But now that I'm retired, I have more time to play with my slide rule." Jill declined to comment. What? And uh, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And so I took a picture. Stroking
0: out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, you are. You, You are. Uh.
1: Yeah, I don't, is I don't know. Is B Blaze
0: a reference to something? I probably, but um I don't understand. Yeah, that's weird. Cause is Jill a superhero? I guess. Was I there mean, a story to the game?
1: Yes. My eyes glazed over while reading it. Okay. But there was a story. I have since deleted the game, so I can't exactly go I and see. back. And <laughs> it's all right. So We move on. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yep. Uh, Control. You playing that again? Control again. I've never played it before. Really? Yeah. It's a classic game. What? Isn't it? This game came out for PS4. Let's let's get that. Yeah, yeah I know. It's by Remedy it's, Entertainment. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's got, like, it's, Alan Wake the, ties. The one,
1: yeah, the, the one with all the, like, abilities and stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, so this game is basically a Metroidvania, but 3D. I don't know what the fuck we call those, but... Yeah. That's what it is. It has a real bad map. I'll get that out of the way first, like... It's impossible, because there's multiple stories to each area, right? But it's like a 2D map. So it's impossible to tell, like, which story you're on in a given area. Um, But beyond that, uh, everything else about the game is awesome. The weapons all feel really good. Like, except actually spin. The spin version of the service weapon sucks. So so okay. So the service weapon is a weapon that only the main character can use. Um, If if somebody else were to start being able to use it, she would be dead. Like that's the concept of this. The the director of the Federal Bureau of Control is the person who the service weapon has chosen. So its default form is a pistol, which feels real good. Uh, Very quickly, I unlocked uh, uh, Shatter, which is a shotgun form of the weapon, which is my default. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Because it feels really good to run and gun with a shotgun. (laughs) Yes, it does. Um, There is a pierce version, which is like a sniper rifle, which I'll use occasionally.
1: Um, Yeah, when you need range.
0: Yeah. There is a charge version. Charge is real cool charge it's a three shot weapon um as a and you shoot it and then it like creates an explosion in the area where it lands like a spherical explosion i don't know how to describe it but it's awesome (laughs) so kind of like a grenade launcher kind of ish yeah um Except it, it, you can use it like a pistol. <laughs> like it's a hand cannon that explodes where the bullet lands. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then spin is like a machine gun kind of thing, and the problem I have yeah. with spin is that it doesn't feel like it deals much damage. And you're you're just chugging through your ammo, and you'll be fucking waiting for it to recharge very quickly. Um... Yeah. So, I'm not a fan of spin. But all the other versions of the weapon all feel like... Like, I'm switching between them as I move to different areas, right? Like, they all have a use case. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, the concept of this game is that, uh, what's her name? Jessie, I think is her name, the main character, has come to the Federal Bureau of Control in order to look for her brother, who was taken from her 17 years ago after some incident wherein they, uh, tapped into forces unnatural to this world, and all of the adults in their town disappeared. Uh, her brother was taken by the Federal Bureau of Control and she's been looking for him ever since. She is accompanied by an entity that doesn't really speak so much as it does just, like, give her vibes or whatever. She calls it Polaris. And it's it's related to whatever the fuck they tapped into 17 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she enters the Federal Bureau of Control... And the coolest thing that a game has ever done in its first 10 minutes happens. You can explore the lobby of the building. um, And then you start heading up and you, you walk down a hallway and into like an office area. And at the end of the office area, you run into the janitor. And you talk to the janitor and he's like, you can take the elevator up. And then I walked back into the same hall that I had been in before, but now there was an elevator. And I was like, what the fuck? And I, That's pretty cool. I tried to go backwards, but now there was a wall in the office area that blocked my... Ba- it seemed like there was not a lobby anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was real cool. And that kind of stuff keeps happening throughout the game because the building they're in, like, shifts and changes on, on its own whims. It's really interesting.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's the Bureau of
0: Control. Yeah. Um, a, a, so... And then as you progress through the game, you unlock different abilities as well, besides the gun. Like, the first one, everybody knows, if you've if you heard about control, you know about launching. Which is, Jesse grabs shit from around her and throws it at the enemy. Right? Yeah. And that is by far the coolest ability in the game. Um. <laughs> I am using yeah. launch all of the time. It's basically like... I use launch at enemies until I can't anymore because I'm out of energy. Then I shotgun them down. And then by, <laughs> by the time I'm out of ammo with my shotgun, I can launch again.
3: <laughs>
0: yep. That's what it's there for. And it's a really fun loop. I love it so much. Um, but there's also other abilities. Uh, there's a shield which I personally don't remember exists very often, but it can protect you from attacks. Like you'll still take a bit of damage from a from a heavy attack, but lighter attacks just don't affect you. And uh, it's real cool. Uh, when when I remember to use shield, shield helps. There was a very yeah. difficult boss fight actually, pretty recently where I had to use shield a couple of times just to uh, survive being in his line of sight. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a seize ability, which allows me to take over an enemy's mind and have them fight on my side. And then at the end of it, like they they self-terminate, which is really cool. Ooh. Yeah. So I don't have to worry about them, like starting to fight me again. They just, mm-hmm. they just shoot they the just, others. They just go. By yeah, way. yeah. Uh, bye, bye. And that's really cool. Um, and then recently, I haven't had a chance to use this yet because, um, or use it much yet because I haven't had a chance to go back to the game since getting it, really. But mm-hmm. there's, you can fly hmm yeah uh yeah the, like you you, j- you jump and then you hold jump and you lift yourself into the air and then you can hover at that height for a while and then choose to slowly descend back to the ground uh-huh it's awesome yes all of this stuff feels really good. It's just like a superbly crafted game, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's control. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, I forgot to mention. Also, she gets there in the middle of, um, like, like, an uh, an extra dimensional being incursion, and has to to save the building from that so (laughs) yeah while also like
1: Uh, uh, trying to accomplish her own goals yeah
0: yeah yeah and also the The enemy of
1: my enemy is not really my friend right now
0: (laughs) yeah And, and the the previous director died moments before she showed up and now she's the director of this government agency having come here well, just to ask questions <laughs> yeah but oh she got the extra, gun. one more thing that I found really cool there were a whole bunch of paintings of the previous director uh, Tench or whatever his name is in front of like yeah. an American flag or whatever right but after she gets the service weapon all of those pictures change to her face Interesting. And she hasn't had the opportunity to take a picture like that yet. No. <laughs> Nor no. has she really fully accepted that she is the director of this agency. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just another one of the fun, cool things the game is doing with, like, space and time. Yeah. 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 All
1: right. Uh, last game I'm talking about is uh, Guardian Tales. Oh yeah. I wanted I wanted to beat this game, and I did not have enough time to do so. Damn.
0: Too much time uh, in Ultima I... One.
1: Yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I beat it. Uh, beat beat Ultima One last night. Um, ah. This game continues to surprise me with what it throws at me. So I think the last time we talked I was in World 6, which um, made me miniature. It made me really, really small, and I uh, went around helping gnomes and fighting ants and stuff. Um, Then I went on to the Dungeon Kingdom, and the Dungeon Kingdom played out as a live stream where every year, every you know, a whole bunch of heroes get live streamed to go into the dungeon and fight the the succubi and uh, demons and such, right? Um, and there's some good heroes and there's some scumbag heroes, and uh, it was just it was it was interesting seeing uh... Online Twitch um, life, like you know, experiences play out in a fantasy realm. <laughs> then I went into um, World Eight, which was Mount Shivering. Um, you know, whole, whole bunch of ice-based stuff. Except uh, this, like each each world has a different feel to it, um, and and almost a different game to it as well. Like the first one, first world was uh, basically just Zelda, um, kind of Robin Hoody, uh, and then like World Three was the the witches' in magic school. It was it was Harry Potter, except the ghosts uh, are evil and you have to ghost bust. Right. Um, world Three was all about ghost busting. World Eight was Ace Attorney. Um. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Interesting. a random and an unknown force who they claim is the, the like wicked witch um is freezing uh, a members of a particular race there are two races up there there are the snowmen and the Inuits and the snowmen are blaming the Inuits for uh, the 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 red ice freezing of of the snow people um, and so they blame a particular Inuit and it is your job you team up with someone to go and find like like find proof that it wasn't her um, and it plays out a whole lot like ace attorney including down to the music which uh, boy did I think I was actually just playing an ace attorney game <laughs> did anybody say objection yes <laughs> yes multiple times. Um, uh, there was a Godot character drinking their coffee, um, yeah. Um, and then, uh, it turned out that, uh, this whole time, uh, it was, uh, the- you- you get the person released, and you find out that the true villain of this was actually, uh, according to all of the information, uh, the prince, who was in charge of the uh, the? He, he was functionally the judge, and so the you know the prince gets locked away, and the general who had been uh, thought dead all along actually uh, shows up again and takes over the kingdom, and blames the Inuit still, and says that like and and basically puts them in internment camps, and becomes all fascist and turns against them. Wow, it what was real fight? yeah, yeah, real Nazi vibes going on and the prince was actually working to solve the red ice problem, that's why he was so connected with it and you eventually come back, release him and catch the general um, monologuing and uh, it's recorded and you, you give it to the people and they turn on him and then you kill him and he's dead. Okay. Um, then, then I... Now I'm in World 9, the Raw Empire. Um, so, if this is a real deep cut because, like, in the the first world, you're... Uh, you, you're a Canterbury citizen. You're a Canterbury knight, in fact, at Canterbury Castle. And, um, the evil creatures from another world come and kick you out of your castle and are starting to take over everything. So that's the, like the underlying plot to all of this, uh, in world nine, the raw empire is a, um, a neighbor. It's a neighboring country to Canterbury. And so you join a line of refugees from Canterbury who get, Moved off into an internment camp for being Canterburyans, whereas everyone else gets to freely visit Raw Empire. And, um, they get worked to death and taken off to gas chambers to be killed. Um, what the and-
0: fuck?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this sweet little mobile game. Um, and, and fortunately, the, princess does not know that's what's happening so like when she finally comes and finds out she gets very angry about this and works you work with her to stop it albeit she doesn't fully switch the like she she becomes a benevolent ruler instead of doing the right thing and just like don't enslave the people what the fuck um uh she she does a half measure uh so she's like no you What what do you mean you're not giving them food? Uh, Give them food, they'll work harder. What do you mean you're not letting them sleep? Let them sleep, they'll work harder, uh, etc. Eventually, she uh, does work to just free them and fight alongside them. And she gives... uh, She is princess of, of this empire, and she has a sword that is proof of that and uh, all the the Canterburyan refugees are like yeah we're we're not going to trust you and she's like alright you I'm going to give you my sword if I ever do anything that would hurt y'all or would hurt would go down a wrong path you have the sword kill me um so she does you know actually become a better person
0: wait Uh, so this is that's heretical last boss queen
1: yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, that's the world I have functionally just beaten. I, I think I'm on the last uh, last level. I just didn't, didn't play it because I've run out of time. It's just, it's a shock to me every single, like, as I'm playing this game. All the time it's just throwing, like, it's a fun little game, and it's pretty easy to play, but then it throws things at me like, internment camps, refugee abuse, uh, fascism, um, uh, the breakdown of the legal system, um, and then, then there's the other thing where, like, this, this game has other games inside of it, like, that, that's the main story of the game, but, uh, I've talked about how there's the, uh, Fire Emblem, basically, in this game, where you, right. you, do a turn-based tactical thing. Uh, there's also uh, one of the things I unlocked once I beat a um, beat the live-streaming dungeon thing um, was uh, Stardew Valley. Uh, I, I, I now get to play Stardew Valley in this where I, I go and I chop down trees and I break open rocks and then I plant things and hoe the ground and um, upgrade my my city or my 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 farm and yeah right it's why is there so much
0: I don't know they really did a lot with the game they
1: they're, they're really stretching themselves thin <laughs> but yeah uh that's uh that's it for the games we we're talking about because you didn't want to talk about the other one yep
0: all right well, well I, I had nothing to say outside of the last time I talked about it
1: yeah So, the last thing we're going to talk about is the Mutual Mobile game we played. A 1945 Air Force airplane games. Um, How much of this
0: did you play? uh, Like, 15 minutes? 20 minutes? And then I... Yeah. It's just a shmup. (laughs) It's it's just a shmup. It's
1: not bad. It is asking for money a little bit too much. It is.
0: But it was just Um, a a scroll... Bottom to top,
2: shmup. yeah,
0: um, yeah. I don't know. I wasn't impressed, but I wasn't like pissed off. Yeah, it existed. I played it in one sitting. I I,
1: I played like fifteen minutes of it and was like, yeah, I've got other
0: games to play. Right. I I got, I got the idea of this game. Immediately. Yeah, I, I think I can. I think I can talk <laughs> about this game.
1: Uh, It it is nice how there are upgrades to, like, you you can upgrade your plane, but you can also upgrade, like, it gives you side planes that also fight, but they, you have one fight, like, shooting pattern, and they have a different one, so you can upgrade it separately, so, like, one can shoot diagonally, and you can shoot forward, or vice versa.
0: Um, It's just, like, I've seen everything it's doing before in the Kingdom Hearts Gummy Missions.
1: Yeah, it, exactly. It's it's. Yeah. This is a shmup. Yeah, There, there, there it, it it isn't doing anything new. It's not doing it poorly, although it is asking again. For way too much money. Way too much money. Yep. Um, but it just kind of it's it, inoffensive. It is. Yeah, uh, if you like shmups, I guess play it. But like <laughs> like if, if all
0: you play is shmups, and you're looking for a different one to play, it's there. Yeah, it it, it <laughs> exists.
1: It, it it does exist.
0: Yep. And I was hoping to get more out of it, but it really is just like me. Me too. We um, can literally move I, on now. <laughs> you you uh, uh, when when we
1: I, I was really hoping for a really good mobile game that there was. I have been missing having a really good mobile game. Obviously I have Guardian Tales, but as you can tell it actually requires some uh, thought to play it. Right. Because it's throwing shit at you. I mean, like so I it's, it's not... mentioned
0: before, it's also on Switch, like it's it can work as a console game even.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's 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 a it's definitely its own thing. Um so I like, I, I don't have just an easy mobile game to pick up and play outside of my puzzle games. Um, so, I wanted a really good one. But then you told me I had to beat Ultima. <laughs> and uh, and also, I knew I was going to be busy with life and stuff. So, I decided... Uh, and you decided took me I,
0: shit-talking I, I... about how you needed to beat Ultima as a sincere challenge. <laughs> yeah,
1: so I, I had to put my plans of getting a good mobile game on, because if I get a good one, I want to play it. Like, I, I don't want to just, you know, start it and then, like, play 15 minutes of it and then stop touching it. I want to actually, like, put significant time into it. Um, right. And then... You need to fucking Ultima at me, so, <laughs> so I, I picked this one because I knew it was like, uh, I can I am I'm, I'm okay. I, I like shmups, but not enough that I'm gonna be sad about missing this.
0: Alright, uh, and it's fine because you literally didn't need to put more than 15 minutes into No, it. I didn't. Yeah. Well, that's that. Uh, let's quickly do the
1: game facts and then we can just be done, basically. Um, I'm gonna take a quick break. <laughs> Okay.
0: Yep.
2: Mm. <sighs>
0: Okay, I'm back.
1: Welcome back. I didn't pause or anything.
0: So. Alright, John. Magic Quest. That's the that's the Game, game facts. facts. The facts about the Magic Quest. That's right. Magic Quest is a live-action role-playing game developed and run by Creative Kingdoms in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Live-action. This is a LARP? It's a LARP! Ugh. Why are we talking about a LARP? What (laughs) the fuck? In Magic Quest, you journey throughout the kingdom, accepting quests, solving puzzles, and casting spells, all in order to gain power and become a Master Magi. This is such Uh nerd shit. Some quests (laughs) are given by in-world characters played by actors but most are found in the ancient book of wisdom containing hints and riddles for how to activate the runes and learn new spells yeah god john this is just real difficult for me like you, you, i'm a nerd you're... but i'm not this much of a nerd so so here's
1: the deal though uh like we've we've talked We've briefly talked in the past about like Vampire the Masquerade and, uh-huh. and other other larps. This isn't that. This is like if Disneyland had a larp. That's worse because this is a commercial product with a with multiple locations where you go and it's all built in. This isn't a, oh, let's go pick up the, you know, let's let's go join the LARP on the weekend over in, you know, the park. No, this is every day of the year, you can go there, and you can play this LARP.
0: God. (laughs) In addition to your ancient book of wisdom, you were given a unique magic wand to cast spells with and activate runes. As well as a Mystic Compass, which can lead the way to hidden objects for your quests.
1: So, the uh, Magic Wand has an IR sensor in it, as well as some some, uh, internal sensors for detecting when you, like, swish and flick and stuff. Uh Uh-huh. And the Mystic Compass also has a uh, RFID chip in it, so that it can activate things. I see. Um,
0: Yep. After you've unlocked runes and obtained spells, you can use them to solve other quests and further increase your power, as well as duel other players for fame.
1: I legitimately want to go.
0: I mean, this is right up your
1: alley. It, it 100%. Uh, there's yeah. one over in Pigeon Forge that I want to go to. Uh, I think that's the closest one. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. This is just it's too much for me, you know? <laughs> You're not nerdy enough. Yeah. Like I'll keep my nose in video games all day long, I'll I'll read fantasy books, I'll I'll do all that shit. I draw the line at showing up in person to the, the fucking swing a wand. <laughs> Uh, We all have to have a line somewhere, and that's where mine is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Opened in 2005, it quickly expanded across the East Coast, with Great Wolf Resorts opening more than a dozen others at every one of their locations, and even buying creative kingdoms to make it easier and cheaper to run. Although several of the original locations have since been shut down, there are still many operational.
1: I think there's at least 20. Jesus. I think I think there's more.
0: How many people are yeah. going?
1: I mean it's still running, so presumably enough. many.
0: Yeah, well. Several other games were also created at the same time, including Compass Quest, which uses the compass in its own special adventure. Shadow Quest, which focused on dueling. These all sound like Artix Entertainment games. Rise of the Totem Masters, which is a toys-to-life game. Actually, yeah. Shit. Yeah. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Rise of the Totem Masters, which is a toys-to-life game similar to Skylanders, but only in Kingdom. And even a cancelled splash quest game run by the as yet unseen spin off company Aqua Kingdoms. Yeah. In addition to the 20 plus locations you can play it, Magic Quest Online was com- commissioned by Creative Kingdoms and developed by Cyan Worlds, the creators of Myst. What? Mm hmm. It allowed players to continue their play outside of the park, as well as inside, as beating portions of the online game actually allowed you to access further quests in park. That, oh, Ugh. Oh, uh-huh. The layers of nerd shit. Total time. <laughs> While not the first LARP, the honor of which belongs to the boffer style Dagor here, those were words that I said. It is the only LARP with multiple designed areas specifically for its LARP, and potentially the forerunner to the more modern escape room. Yeah, Which I actually in would do an escape room.
1: Escape rooms are fun, but there's a lot in common between them and LARPing. Right. And that was just the
0: facts. I mean, the difference is the swinging of, like, foam swords, and... And okay, so ones.
1: Th- there's there's a difference between boffer LARP and
0: right. What the lars. fuck is boffer?
1: It, it's it refers to the sound you make when you swing a foam weapon and, and hits someone with it. Boff. Uh, it's boffer boffer LARPs are the less common at this point type of LARP, I'd say, uh, where you you do <laughs> you have your your little. Uh, sandbags that you or, yeah, or bean bags that you throw and shout, I can cast magic missile <laughs> <laughs> or or you have a, you know, a foam sword that you beat someone over the head with. Um, that that is the lesser common at this point, I'd say, LARP. Most LARPs at this point are more social games, like Vampire the Masquerade, which is not the the the, as cringy as um, Buffer is,
0: right? Um, okay, yeah. So buffer a lot is of the time. shit that I make fun of the most.
1: Yes, and and honestly, while I would do Buffer, <laughs> it is right to make fun of it, right? <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying that you shouldn't make fun of it. I would do it still, but that doesn't mean I won't make fun of it at the same time. It's
0: definitely the nerdiest of the nerd shit. <laughs> yes, without a doubt.
1: Alright, well, uh, we took a long time. Did did take a very, very I,
0: long time.
1: Uh, Ultima took a while.
0: Yeah, and I had a um, lot of games.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh... I guess we can we can just mention this real fast, because there's really not that much conversation to have about this either, I don't think. Um,
0: oh, did you still want to get into it?
1: Hey, I, I don't think there's that much to get into, honestly. I don't know, I read um, like
0: five fucking articles about this thing. <laughs> <laughs> So, remember back when um, uh,
1: there was the chess master who uh, complained that the guy was cheating when he beat him, Uh despite the fact that the other guy had done really well, Um, and then they sued him for uh, the claims of him cheating, because
0: that's, you know, kind of
1: shitty, like...
0: I mean okay hold on I can explain this better All right so Magnus Carlsen like five time world champion grandmaster chess player Magnus Carlsen played yeah. uh, grandmaster player Hans Niemann um in in some tournament or whatever it's chess you know we we don't need to get yeah, into it <laughs> but so Magnus Carlsen lost to this 19-year-old who he was playing for the first time. Now, I've looked into it, and <clears throat> initially he was saying, like, it just didn't feel right. And as I looked more more at it, uh, people are like, yeah, like, he was very just, like like, chill, like, not even fully paying attention to the game or whatever. And in intense chess matches for example, a match between two Grandmasters, you can literally shed poundage. Le- like... Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's weird that he would be playing five-time world champion and Grandmaster Magnus Carlsen and win while also being super chill about it, you know? It puts into perspective his accusations of cheating because that is fucking weird. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, and then he has admitted also to cheating on chess.com at least twice in the past, when he was 13 and when he was 16. Yeah. Um, which includes his time playing, like, like, obviously playing as a professional chess player, whatever the fuck you call those people. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and chess.com put together this, like, very in-depth document it's like 72 pages or some shit uh, detailing why they believe him to be a a habitual cheater which includes things like, like being able to see when he's tabbed out of the uh, the program and then tabbing back in that can be an indicator of like using an algorithm thing in order to tell you the next best move right yeah so so that's that's what they have uh and he sued them for like he sued chess.com uh magnus carlson and twitch streamer hikaru nakamura another chess player for a hundred million dollars for presumably uh colluding to defame him um now this was kind of built on the idea that chess.com did have like a deal going with Magnus Carlsen where they were going to buy some program or some shit that he worked on or something. It's it's real technical shit. But basically they were going to buy something from Magnus Carlsen. And so he the the argument there was that he was a uh, or, or they were backing up Magnus, Magnus Carlson's defamation remarks in order to uh, solidify their deal. Um, yeah. And Hikaru Nakamura was the one who initially, like, like e- even before Carlson actually said that he thought he was cheating, Nakamura was the one saying that like, like he probably cheated. Um, yeah. Now that hundred million dollar lawsuit was thrown out by the courts, uh, correct, and and it went to appeals. Neiman appealed that decision, and they just recently uh, settled out of out of court. Uh,
1: they, they they announced that they they're not going to go through with that. They're just going to
0: settle. Now, what's interesting is that this settlement has not resulted in Magnus Carlsen or Chess.com saying they were wrong. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Like, like nothing in the settlement required them to say they were wrong to accuse him of cheating. (laughs) Yes. So... I found this all really interesting, even as an outsider, Be- because it has been kind of a wild ride al- along this whole way. Because Magnus Carlson has also said he's no longer going to participate in the world tournament, um, but like he's, he, he, it's already passed. He he just did not enter himself into the last one, so he is former yeah. world champion Magnus Carlson. And his reason being there was that it just didn't interest him anymore. It it got to be where even when you were winning, he said, like, like, it's just not fun.
1: Yeah, Uh, no, I I get that. Especially, like, when you have become the best in the world at something, then, like, what's the point? Right. Like, like... I (laughs) mean, obviously
0: people can still challenge him. He can still lose fights. Uh, yeah. or matches rather, but yeah, it, like his current goal is just to get his rating to twenty nine hundred or whatever, which just means win some more matches. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but there is no proof that he cheated.
0: No, that there, is the there other
1: takeaway from this is that yeah. that while while there is no proof that he didn't cheat, there is equally
0: zero proof that he cheated. Like like the biggest proof that he cheated is that he is a cheater a multiple time cheater in the past. You know. Yes.
1: And and he's admitted I mean,
0: that himself. He
1: but but like you can you can say that you're a cheater or that you have cheated. That does not mean that you are currently a cheater or that you will right. cheat again. I mean, honestly, the the reason for admitting you are a cheater is to you know, say that like, "Hey, I have cheated. I'm working on on not cheating, and and like this is a, a thing I'm I'm avoiding doing." Right. So, like, it, you wouldn't you wouldn't say, "Hey, I'm a former former cheater," because that tells people that you might cheat. So you're not. You wouldn't say that and then continue to cheat because everyone. Thank you. Ah, terrible timing, uh, because yeah. everyone then expects you to cheat. Right and the time that he has admitted to cheating was four years ago like and and then like that was that was the most recent time that he cheated because it was when he was 16 right yeah
0: but he's like 19 now so he's 20. oh okay and one of these articles that said he was 19. but that might yeah, have been I, one of I'd... the older articles
1: yeah I, I i just looked him up and and he's Age twenty.
0: But yeah, like that's that's also true. Like like I don't doubt that Chess.com has like enough evidence to at least be suspicious that he still cheats at least on their platform. Mm-hmm.
1: Um But also flip side of that, Chess.com notes when he's tabbed out of it. This kid is a grandmaster. Right. Does he really need to focus on every chess game from
0: the random mook on the street? Like, <laughs> well, that's the thing though—is you can use Chess.com to match yourself up with other people. Like, one of the articles I read through here was actually about a uh, match between Magnus Carlsen and that uh, Nakamura guy. I think. Right. Yeah. Um and he lost the match because his mouse slipped and he put his queen in the wrong place. <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. But yeah, that that sucks. Like, like not all of the not all of Neiman's matches on chess.com would necessarily be against fucking Randos. Like it's it's yeah. used by Grandmasters as a way to play each other without having to, you know, fly to Japan or fly, be fly in Japan, Japan. Yeah. and fly to yeah. America. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but it's
1: almost guaranteed. Like like uh, the the cheating you take that how you want to. Like there you could you could see it either way. It is almost guaranteed he would did
0: not cheat using a bub lug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't touched on that, have we? The uh, most common conspiracy theory that uh, he had anal beads vibrating in specific patterns to tell him what move to use next. Yeah, and this is uh, this is uh, half the people who share this are sharing it as a joke. But some people genuinely yeah. do believe yeah. this. Some, some people do genuinely
1: believe the nonsense that is that. I mean, is, is it possible to cheat like that? Yes. Yes. It definitely <laughs> is. 100%. That is a way you could cheat. That is a way you could cheat at um, poker. That's a way you... Like, like any game like that where, where it's about not knowing their hand or about um needing a very intense strategy. Yes, you could do that. There's no way it happened. <laughs> yeah. During a world chess championship.
3: Like
0: Yeah. No. <laughs> it would be very funny uh. though. But again, like like what probably happened is that he did just kind of know how Carlson was going to be approaching that stage of the tournament. And he prepared himself f- like supremely well for facing Carlson in that stage of the tournament, you know, because uh-huh. he has like a history of playing like certain ways at certain stages. So you prepare yourself for one particular thing and then you get lucky you get matched up with him the way that you prepared to right Uh uh-huh and that could be what happened it's it's reasonably possible that that's what happened Uh uh-huh it's also possible he cheated in some way that we just can't tell yeah because again it is very suspicious the way he was acting According to people who play chess, like yeah, sitting across from Magnus Carlsen and like not even fully focusing on the match is an insane way to play chess. Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: it is. <laughs> I mean, it could just be gumptioned.
3: Yeah, he <laughs> <You> could just
1: <laughs> yeah. That's that's that. Uh, I think I think that's the end of the uh, the discussion then.
0: Yeah, because uh, it was just a fun yeah. little thing that happened, and it ended in a very interesting <laughs> way. Again, uh-huh. very v- notable that they didn't have to retract any statements. It is, yeah.
1: Well, I don't. Okay, I will say that it it was the the whole Carlson thing. Magnus Carlson didn't, to my knowledge. Uh, thinking back through the things he didn't ever say that neiman cheated he posted a a a meme of something that was like i can't talk about it and then he did um quit a later uh, match uh no, he the has two of
0: them after one move he has said uh i'll quote him here i believe that neiman has cheated more and more recently than he has publicly admitted his over-the-board progress has been unusual, and throughout our game in the sink-filled cup, the the match in question, I had the impression that he wasn't tense or even fully concentrating on the game in critical positions, while outplaying me as Black in a way I think only a handful of players can do. So, that is unequivocally accusing him of cheating in that match. That's fair, Yeah. Yeah. So yeah yeah, like not having to retract any statements on Carlson's behalf, on Nakamura's behalf, on Chess.com's behalf. It's it's notable. But it doesn't it doesn't say he did cheat. No. That brings (sighs) us to the end.
1: Yeah, it's the end. Hey, um, I hope you enjoyed this with the the weird cold open where we talked <laughs> about cold opens. To uh, me talking about Ultima One for half an hour. To um uh LARPing. LARPing. Anal Beats. Anal Beats. Hope you enjoyed the anal beats part. Uh we will see you next time for uh anime chat. Yeah, got a lot, anime of, chat? A lot of anime to talk about. Yeah. Oh do we? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's, that's next time. Ah, also,
0: night next novels. time is
1: Katanagatari.
0: Uh, Katanagatari.
1: Yeah, whatever.
0: Uh, <laughs> book
1: two, which is the second book in the volume one that we have.
0: Right. We fucked up. So whatever the next sword is. <laughs> <It's> yeah. fine. <laughs> so,
1: uh, look forward to that. And, uh... I I I will definitely have uh, a super glowing weak point next time, but oh, I yeah? also have some different audio conditions. We'll have to see how that is because I am uh, changing computers and desks and uh, locations. So oh shit! We'll, we'll, are you moving? We'll see. No, I'm just rearranging my life. Okay. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see you next time.
0: Bye. Bye.